Hey everyone, my name is Jason Parker, and I want to welcome you to the Coastal Church Podcast. I'm super excited for you to hear this message. We believe that God wants to speak to us, and we hope that you're open to hear what He has to say to you today. Enjoy. So last week we started this new sermon series called Blocked, How to Deal with Difficult People. And I'll just say if this may be your first week for this new part of this sermon series, how many of you know that we have to deal with difficult people in this life? And how many know sometimes the difficult people we have to deal with is actually ourselves? How many of y'all know we can be difficult, right? And so last week, we kind of stepped on some toes a little bit. I stepped on my own toes, talking about this idea of, you know, ministering and loving and serving our spouse or our partner. And I gave a little bit of homework last week. And so this is like the teacher or professor checking in on, how did date night go? Oh boy. <laughs> That's what I was thinking was going to happen. So here's the deal. I'll give you a freebie for this week, but what is what I want to encourage you to do before the night's over. So if you're here tonight and you, di- you don't have kids here tonight and someone's watching your kids for you, um, date night at church, why don't you just skip over to Dan's or skip over to Tim's, take 20 minutes to 30 minutes, spend 10 bucks, have a cup of coffee, and just ask each other, how are we doing? How's it going? Are we doing okay? Maybe you brought kids here tonight and that's not in the cards for you. That's okay. What would it look like is after you put your kiddos to bed, you sat down over a cup of coffee at home and saying, how are we doing? Is everything going okay? Like it's important to do those kinds of check-ins to make sure that everything is going good. And so that's kind of your homework leading back from last week if you missed the date night this week. And speaking of kiddos... Can we all just be honest here for a second and confess something together? Children can be difficult. Glad you're with me on that one, church. Man, we love them. We wouldn't trade them, maybe, but kids can be difficult. I don't want that for supper. I want something else. I don't want to go to bed. Or, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to go to school. I need more money. I need more data. She hit me. He bit me. (laughs) JJ, my two-year-old, is in this stage now where, and it's usually mom, not dad, which is kind of nice, but he'll be like, mom, 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 mom. And every single time, my wife will say, yes, 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 yes. And you got to physically look at the kid in the eyes and say, JJ, I'm right here. Like, kids can be so emotionally and mentally mentally taxing. Kids are difficult. And what adds to the difficulty of every kid is every child is different. Amen? I've been a parent for six years, and so I'm still very much on the journey of learning how to be a godly parent. And it's really difficult. It's one of the reasons why I personally went to the parenting seminar yesterday. Because I'm like, Lord, I need help. Because it's so hard and it's difficult. 
And, and what's the alternative if you don't learn from scriptures or learn from church about wisdom to know how to parent your very, very different children? I mean, like, what do we do when we have a problem and we just can't seem to find answers for? We Google it, right? We go on to Google and ask them, like, well, you know, what's, what's the alternative? Um, how do I raise my really difficult, unique children? Because let's be honest, we all have stuff that we're dealing with right now. Like, kids, not, how many of you have kids? How many of you have kids that are parents tonight, whether they're adult children or toddlers and everything in between? How many of you know we have kids that don't know how to deal with their emotions? How many of you know that there's teenagers that are getting, some of your teenagers are getting bullied in school and not knowing how to deal with that? And that's not to mention the biggest challenge I think as Christians we're faced with in culture today is how do you deal with what's going on in culture, issues like technology and sexuality from a Christian standpoint? Like, it's difficult. Parenting is incredibly, incredibly hard. And the problem is with just looking on Google, and it will give you a list of nine things you should do because I Googled it this past week. The nine things you should do to, like, be a good parent. And, I mean, it's not that we don't take advice. Like, if it's truth, it's good. We apply it. What's different about our kids, though, is every single kid is different and distinct and unique. And every kid needs to be parented a distinct, unique, different way. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's not a list of to-dos. This is what you should do, and boop, pops a good kid. We need wisdom. Wisdom is what gives us the ability to know how to parent each unique child that we have uniquely and distinctly in a way that God actually wants us to do. Now, I don't know about you, but like I have lots of times as a parent where I say the phrase, I don't know what to do. And I don't know about you, whether you have an adult child, because how many know that we're still mom and dad when we have adult children? Amen? And you're in a situation, and you're like, I don't know what to do. Or you have a screaming five-year-old, and you're like, I don't know what to do. Or you have a teenage that, teenager that's starting to become aware of their own sexuality. <laughs> it's out of my league. I don't know what to do. Someone's being bullied. Someone that's in a really challenging, someone's just wrestling with addiction. I don't know what to do. Like, every situation, it just seems like we need wisdom. And we don't know what to do. There's good news, though. There's someone who has more experiencing, more experience parenting anyone, parenting children than anyone on the planet. There is a perfect parent, and his name is God. We actually call him Heavenly Father. And he has wisdom through the ages. He's parented more children than anyone in history. And he knows every single personality type because he made every single personality type. Are you tracking? Psalm 139 says this. For you formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, 
Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. God put our children together. According to Psalm 139, the Bible says that God actually formed our inward parts and knit us together in our mother's womb. That's us, but that's our children. God put together the inward parts of your children. He knit your children together. And I like, I like the aspect of the, the physical side of God knitting us together, but he didn't just knit together our physical bodies and organs and and ligaments, and all that sort of stuff. He didn't just, like, knit that side of us together, but he also wove together our unique personalities. How many know that every single person in this room is different? Guess who made it that way? God. He uniquely formed every single person that's in this room, and God uniquely formed every single one of your children. He pieced together and put together their unique personality. Not only did God put together the DNA of every single child that's represented in this room, which is amazing, but God put your, your children's unique personality together. He made it. He formed it. And I just think that that's amazing. Now, I know for some of you in this room, you're like, last week was maybe on marriage, and I'm not married. And this week, the message is on parenting, and well, I'm not a parent. I just want to just say something to you from this passage of scripture. I just want to like affirm in you that God made your unique personality. He made you you. The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you might have like low self-esteem issues with how you see yourself, but I just want to tell you from the Lord, God made you and he does not make junk. He formed your unique personality, and it is breathtaking who you are, according to the scripture. You are wonderfully made. And so I just want to like affirm you in that. And so as you think about your kids, and I think it's, it's easier maybe for us to think about our kids and how they're wonderfully made, because we see aspects of their personality that come out, or when they're born, or certain things that they do, and it just, it, it is breathtaking by times when they're not biting each other and hitting each other. It is like, wow, like there's, there's something about your children's unique personality that makes you go, wow, that's incredible. Well, that's God's work. That's what he's done. And not only is it what he's done, let me think about this for a second. If God uniquely put your children's personalities together, don't you think he would give you the wisdom to how to uniquely parent that child? He knows how that kid's wired. You know how he knows? Because he put it together. He wired your kid. And who would have the wisdom for you to know how to parent your kid than the person that puts your kid together? He knows their motivations. He knows their wirings. He knows their strengths. He knows their areas of vulnerability. He knows it all because he put it all together. And so the Bible says, if any of us lack wisdom, that we're to ask God. Like, how many times are we like, I don't know what to do with this child? 
How many times have you said that to your partner or someone else? I don't know what to do with this child. Let's be honest. There's all times we've had that as parents. But you know who knows what to do with this child? God. You know why? Because he put your child together. He knows exactly how to uniquely parent each and every single one of your kids that are different. And matter of fact, the scripture says, if any of you lack wisdom, and let's just insert here in this passage of scripture, if any of you lacks wisdom with how to parent your children, let him do what? Ask who? God. Who does what? Gives generously to all without approach, and it will be given to him. If any of us lacks wisdom, if we don't know what to do, God promises to give us wisdom to show us uniquely how to parent our kids. And the good part is he'll do it generously. He'll give us all kinds of wisdom, in other words, with how to parent our kids. And he won't, he'll do it without criticizing you. He doesn't criticize you for not knowing what to do. That's what without reproach means. It means I'll give it to you. I know you don't know what to do, but I do. And I'm not judging you. The world might judge you for at times when your children are out of, out of control. How many of you guys as parents have been embarrassed about your kids' behavior from time to time? I know I certainly have. And I'm like, man, I'm a pastor. My kid's not supposed to act this way. But God doesn't judge me for not knowing what to do at times. He doesn't judge you for not knowing what to do at times. Matter of fact, he gives generously to you the wisdom you need for how to parent your unique children. Because they're all very, very different. But you got to ask. You got to ask the source of wisdom. The one who put your kid together, you've got to ask God. And not doubt. And so, so much of us getting wisdom for how to parent our children is a process of our relationship with God, of just saying, God, would you give me wisdom in this particular area because I don't know what to do. It's turning your, prayer, your concerns and worries and frustrations and anxieties about your children, it's turning all of those into actually prayers. Saying, God, I need your wisdom because I don't know what to do here. And what does God promise he'll do? He'll give it to you generously, the Bible teaches us. And it applies to all different kinds of children. It applies to small children, to teenagers, to adult children. You know, I think there's a lot of people in our generation where you have grown children, but you're still struggling with like, okay, what role do I play now as mom and dad with grown children? You need wisdom. And God wants to give you that wisdom. In our Culture today, we have a lot of grandchildren or grandparents that are raising their grandchildren. It's just a reality in 2022. It's part of it is the breakdown of the nuclear family. And we have a lot of grandparents that are actually being the parents to their grandchildren. They don't have energy like they used to, and they need wisdom to how, to, how do I raise my kids in 2022? Well, God wants to give you wisdom. And some of you are in a single uh, single family situation where you're like, I don't have someone else to lean on. Like, how on earth do I do this? Well, God wants to give you the wisdom to know what to do. And a matter, it's a matter of us asking God for his wisdom because God has seen it all. 
Over the ages, God has seen every single type of problem in a family. He's seen every single type of dysfunction in a family. He's seen every kind of brokenness and hurt in a kid, and he's parented over the ages. You know that Adam and Eve parent, or God parented Adam and Eve, the first people to sin? Did you know that God parented the children of Israel who were stiff-necked and stubborn and wouldn't listen? How many know kids are like that sometimes? And God actually parented the perfect son, right? The perfect child. God parented Jesus. But God also parented every single prodigal son that ran away from him but came back. (laughs) Here's what I want to communicate. God has seen it all. He's seen it all. Every situation, every situation that we are experiencing right now as parents, God has seen it all. And he might not, boom, change the situation to what you wanted in your relationship with your children. But he will give you the wisdom to know how to navigate the situation that you're currently in. God has seen it all. And not only has God seen it all, but God sees it all. He sees our children's future. The Bible says in Psalm 139, it says, in your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. You see, our father not only has seen it all, but he knows all the days that are to come in our children's lives. They're all written in his book. He knows what's going to happen. Now, if you knew that someone else knew every single thing that was going to happen in your child's life from here until the end, the entire future of your child, you knew someone else knew every single thing that was going to happen, would you ask them for wisdom? The person that could see every pitfall, every opportunity, every struggle, every temptation, Every situation, there's someone that sees it all. Would you ask them for wisdom? Well, the truth is, according to Scripture, God literally sees it all. He sees every single thing that's going to happen in our child's life, and he wants to give us the wisdom to know what to do. And sometimes that's really hard, because as parents, we don't see the entire future. We wish we could sometimes, but we don't. And we get confused sometimes as to why certain things are happening in our kids' lives. And then we kind of, some of us kind of merge into being a helicopter parent and want to control everything. And we quickly realize, wait, hold on. I can't control everything. And so we have to have the serenity to accept the things we cannot change and the courage to change the things we can and the wisdom to know the difference. The wisdom to know the difference. And so that's a struggle for so many of us. And it's hard. It's hard because our kids are being formed. And many of them are being formed in the wrong way. Many of them are being formed by culture. And the truth is, God doesn't stop forming our children in the womb. It's like, all right, I'm done. I did my hard work. God wants to form our children their entire lives. He wants to spiritually form our children to become people that reflect his image. But at the same time God is wanting to form our children, there's other powers at work trying to form our children. 
Because we live in a fallen, broken world that has been formed, the Bible says, by sin. Culture is trying to form our children. And if we let culture alone form our children, then our children are going to look a whole lot like culture. And I know most of us, or maybe all of us in this room, aren't okay with our children looking exactly like culture. Because there's a lot of stuff in culture as a follower of Jesus we ain't cool with, right? How many of us want our children to look exactly like culture does in 2022? Because I sure don't. Not according to Scripture. Not according to the way God wants to form us. And so we have a part to play as parents. It's not just God wants us to partner with him as we parent our own children. We have an intentional part to play and it actually starts with the parent. Do you know who's the number one job for spiritually forming the children are? It's not the church. It's the parent. Alex, uh, our pastor of family ministry, she used this illustration yesterday. I'm going to use it with you guys tonight. I hijacked it from her. In the run of a year, if your children come to church on a Sunday we'll say an average of 40 times, and that includes sick days, you're away on vacation, something came up with the family, so on and so forth. Your kids are in church being ministered to right now as we speak for about 40 Sundays a month for about an hour. So then this little bag is a thing full of rice, and it's got 40 little pieces of rice. This is an opportunity for us as a church to spiritually form and shape and teach your children about Jesus. 40 hours a year. In this uh, mason jar, there's actually about 3,000 grains of rice. I know that's hard to believe. It kind of is for me too, but Alex told me, and I'm banking on that. So, There's about 3,000 grains of rice in this jar. And you know what that represents? It represents how many hours on average you have with your children in the run of a year. 3,000. 3,000 compared to 40. If you add that up over 18 years, we'll have your kids in our kids' ministry for about 720 hours in 18 years. Guess how many hours you will have as a parent with your children? 54,000 hours you'll have with your children. So here's the kicker. Parents, it's your responsibility to spiritually form your children. That's, even in the dedication that we did tonight, that's why we charge people with that responsibility. It's your responsibility to be intentional, to watch over their education, to watch what's forming them, but also to point them to Jesus. That's your responsibility that God has actually entrusted to you. And yes, there's a certain level of weight to that. But there's some practical things we can do to actually do that. And it's like, sometimes I think we think, we have to maybe know the whole Bible or, or be a certain level as a Christian to, to try to spiritually form our kids. It's actually, like, it's, it's, it can be as intentional as you taking time at the supper table to pray and invite your kids to pray too. It can be as intentional as on your drive to school, making sure you pray with your kids. It can be as intentional as before you go to bed at night, taking time to pray with your kids. Those things are so formational. It can be the kind of thing where you read Bible to your kids at night before they go to sleep. 
Or maybe here's something really practical I want to challenge you with this upcoming Advent or Christmas. What would it look like as you're eating the chocolate out of the Advent calendar, which we do, what would it look like if you read something from the scriptures about the Christmas story every time those kids eat a chocolate? Or what would it look like, maybe this wasn't a tradition in your house, it wasn't in mine, what would it look like is before you open the Christmas presents, you actually read from the Christmas story and taught your kids the story of the coming of Christ. See, it's not like, it's not these big things that's part of it, but it's you, about you being intentional about bringing your children in close proximity to Jesus. Now, for some of you, that's bringing your kids here, and that's part of it. It's creating opportunities as parents for your kids to be exposed to Jesus in other avenues and venues. It's like, if you're, a, if you're a parent of a teenager, it's getting your kids to go on things like youth rallies or going on mission trips or learning about Jesus at summer camps. It's about counteracting the way that culture is trying to form your children because culture is trying to form your children. That's our responsibility as, as parents. So that's you guys. Now the church still has a part to play in all this. He provides help along the way, God does. You know, parenting isn't supposed to be a solo job. How many have heard the saying before, it takes a village to raise a child? Well, not in 2022, it doesn't, apparently. In 2022, we're so focused on individualism, and we so, we've been so closed in that we're just not even aware by times of other people's struggles. And frankly, we're so focused on our own individual lives. When we're struggling as parents, we don't want to reach out to someone. We don't want to be a burden on someone else if we're going through a rough time, right? Like, how many of you like being a burden on someone else? So if you're going through a rough time, like, our culture is so individualized, we won't reach out for help. That means we'll have to be vulnerable. And it's, it's a struggle. It's challenging. But here's the deal. God has placed his wisdom into the body of Christ. There are mature believers in this church here tonight that are in no way, shape, or form perfect parents. But they walked with Jesus, and God gave them wisdom and insight with how to parent. Now, every child is unique. I get that. But there's wisdom to impart from the body of Christ. There's support and love and encouragement in the body of Christ. That's why when we dedicate children, the church has a part to play. We have a part to play as we help invest and raise children to honor and serve Jesus. I invite the worship team to come at this time. And I'll just be a little vulnerable, not for you to feel sorry for me, but just as an example to know that, like, I struggle too as a parent. I was, a few weeks ago, I was, I was having a struggle with one of my children, and I opened up with my brother Rob, my brother as in my Christian brother Rob, and I was just opening up with him about the struggle that it is sometimes to parent, and how to just deal with this unique situation with my child, and, and I was just totally blown away and floored by, one, the fact that I felt incredibly understood, and two, the wisdom that God had given this man of God. And I just felt incredibly understood and I felt incredibly supported. Like that meant the world to me. And how many of us in this room suffer silently 
and need help and support and encouragement from this church family, but we suffer in silence. And I think God wants to challenge us to first and foremost be humble and vulnerable enough to say, I don't know what to do. Not just to God, God, I don't know what to do. But to say to another mature Christian brother and sister, listen, I get this situation and I don't know what to do. Can you pray for me? Or what would you do in this situation? Because I'm struggling, I'm at a loss for words. You see, God has placed his wisdom in you. There's some of you mature believers in Christ that have walked with the Lord and you're wondering, what am I supposed to do now that I serve God, now that my children maybe are up and gone? Well, I just want to challenge you. What would it look like if you started mentoring young couples that we have in this church? And you don't even have to like give them the lecture or the one-on-one on parenting. It's just you being supportive and listening and praying and just being there for them. What would that look like if we as a church really stepped into being a family and loving one another like we ought to according to the scriptures? Because I know there's a lot of young couples like me and like you that are struggling at times and feel maxed out and and sometimes we just want to know that someone's there for us and they understand. So this is what I want to do tonight as we transition into a time of prayer. Maybe as a parent, you have felt like me and, and, and you're like, at times, God, I don't know what to do. Maybe you've got four kids and you don't know what to do with all four of them. And you're like, God, I don't know what to do. I need your wisdom. Or maybe one of your children... They've just been through the ringer. They've been through so much difficulty and so much challenge, and you just, you're lost to know what to do. You need God to give you wisdom tonight. Or maybe you're here tonight and you have adult children, and your heart is breaking based on a situation that they're going through right now, and you want to change the situation, but you know you're powerless to do so, and you need God to give you the wisdom to know what to do. I'm assure you here tonight, according to the scriptures, God promises to give you the wisdom generously and he won't criticize you. But you've got to ask him. And so tonight, we want to open up the altar up front here tonight. And yes, it will mean you have to be vulnerable. It, it, it may mean you have to humble yourselves and say, God, I don't know what to do with this particular situation. But we want to have a time of prayer tonight. And so if you're here tonight and you're a parent, whether it's an adult children you ha- child you have, a toddler, a teenager, it doesn't matter tonight. We want to create an opportunity for you to be prayed for. If you're here tonight and you don't know what to do at times, you need God's wisdom, I want to invite you to come up from your seat tonight and we're going to have opportunity to pray with you. We really hope that this message has motivated you to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus and has inspired you to join us in our mission to take Jesus into every community of Southwest Nova. If you have any questions about the sermon, if you want to know how you can get involved, send us an email at office at coastalchurchns.com. We'd love to get connected with you. Have a great day.